argued for two hours with officials at the unemployment office when I claimed that skinning was one of three jobs I held in the last 30 days. Worst loot ever. So, when do you think a woman is sufficiently bought and will perform sexual services? I guess my princess is in the castle. Without the game, there's no guild. With no guild, you are not the guild master, Bork. I was always so into Chuck Norris. I wanted his mustache all over my body. Not pigeons. Squab! Hey, guildies. It's time for another episode of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the wonderful web series The Guild. And I'm back. Bet you didn't think you'd hear from me ever again. This is Kenny, if you uh, aren't a regular listener to Knights of the Guild. And I've been wanting to do kind of a follow-up podcast because I always felt like uh, I kind of ended this podcast. Um, I never felt good about how it ended because it just kind of fizzled out, unfortunately, during season six of the Guild. Um, I was working a lot and I wasn't on set as much. I got a few companion casts done and then it just kind of felt more like work and uh, was no longer fun. Um, and I was just so busy that I just kind of let it fall to the wayside and it just kind of withered away. And I've always felt bad because I have great listeners and I always felt I let you guys down by not completing it, not having a, a nice ending to this podcast. So in 2017, it's the 10th anniversary of the Guild. So I thought I would come back and do some special 10th anniversary podcast episodes. Of course, uh, as you're listening to this now, it's already 2018, but uh, my intentions were good. It's just life keeps getting in the way and busy, busy, busy. Um, what I plan on doing with these this next batch of podcasts, uh, I sat down with some of the cast members and some of the crew, and uh, we talked about the past 10 years, um, what's happened since then, how you know, just various, various uh, chat. It was a nice time uh, getting to reconnect with some of these people because some of these people I haven't seen in several years since the end of season six of the guild. So um, it's nice to actually sit and chat with them. It's like old times. It's like no time has passed at all, which is amazing. But um, yeah, so I'll sit down with them, ask them questions about what they're up to, you know, uh, guild questions, how they got the part, what they thought of it, if they want to play other parts. Um, you'll get the gist. Uh, I pretty much asked the same questions to uh, the entire uh, cast and crew. Well, not the entire cast and crew, but uh, lots of the cast. I got almost all of the cast members. I'm hopefully going to get, uh, when I say cast members, I mean I got most of the main cast members. There's still two more I think I need to try and sit down with. They just, like I said, everyone's so busy and just trying to find time to, to sit down with these people and, and chat for a half hour is extremely difficult. So, um, anyways, um, so this is my gift to you guys. I apologize for kind of just letting this podcast kind of fizzle out. And hopefully this will be a nice conclusion. Don't know how many episodes I'm going to do. I have some listener feedback I'm going to throw in there. I might have a guest host here and there. Um, we'll see how things roll out. But for the next month, probably two months, um, I will be releasing new Knights of the Guild podcast um, with sit-down interviews with, like I said, with cast and crew members. So... Um, should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to doing this. You know, uh, it was great. I don't know, uh, for those lucky people who were at um, the San Diego Comic-Con uh, last year, well, this year, 20, um, I'm recording this on the 30th of December, uh, 2017, so I can still say it's the 10th anniversary of the Guild, which technically this year is. But when I release these, it won't be until next year. 
But yeah, so if you were at uh, Comic-Con, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, the Guild did a 10th anniversary panel, and it was amazing. The chemistry's still there, the camaraderie, the friendship. It was like no time had passed. It was an amazing panel. And I'm actually going to find some audio of it, and I will hopefully be playing that as well for you guys um, if you haven't seen it. Because uh, I think you can go into YouTube, and there's probably video of it. So yeah, so I'm going to just you know play a little uh, uh, just a little intro here. Then it'll be the interview. It'll be either be a cast member, a crew member, or a fan. And then I will do a little tag at the end, and then that will be the episode. It's going to be nice and quick. I don't think they're going to be more than 30 minutes uh, each. And I don't know when I'll be releasing them. I'm hoping to release them once a week. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, it just everything is kind of just going crazy. I did most of these interviews uh, the summer of 2017 with the intention on getting them out in August. And then work got super crazy. I was working on three different shows and I just didn't have the time. So then I was going to do them in September and then they were going to release in October. And then they just kind of fell off the radar for a few months. And finally, when I went to to start recording, um, I decided to move, which was a big ordeal. And that took several months of my life. And then when I moved, I was going to do them again. I still, I really wanted to get these episodes out before the new year, just so they could be released on the 10th anniversary of the Guild. And... Um, you know, everything was going great. I moved in, got everything set up, and then I updated Windows 10. And unfortunately, my my editing system no longer is compatible with it. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I have to come up with another way of editing these. And you know, they that's why they might sound a little rough. They're not as smooth as I normally do them because I am using uh, Audacity, which is just a basic recording, basic editing program. Um, until I can try to find a better uh, audio program to edit with. But for now, I, I think this will work. Uh, so there won't be too many bells and whistles. You know, I'm going to hopefully have an opening. Because uh, as, as I'm recording this, I have no idea. I haven't even started building these yet. But I really want to get these out to you guys. They were a lot of fun uh, interviewing these people. Uh, it was fun. You know, I, I interviewed uh, Felicia at her house. And I got to meet her beautiful little daughter. And then I interviewed Sandeep on, on the streets of uh, Sunset Boulevard. So you'll hear the, the fun, the noise, and the people walking by. And uh, we went out to dinner and we just kind of hung out and chatted. It was a, a lot of fun. Went to, went to Jeff Lewis's house and uh, did an interview down in the rec room. Got to speak with Amy Okuda over, the, over Skype. Uh, she is so busy, but she uh, made some time for me. So that was a lot of fun. Spoke with Kim Evie uh, up at her house. Uh, got to meet her, her, her amazing son, and um, just, you know, it's just funny because life just continues to move forward, and everyone's getting older, and they're, you know, starting to have babies, and it's just a really, really, it's, it was a really fun experience to, to delve back into the Guild family, because you guys are amazing, and I know there's not a lot of Guild stuff going on, but, you know, we will always be Guildies, we will always be fans, and uh, who knows what the future holds, so... Hopefully you'll enjoy these uh, these little mini podcasts uh, to kind of wrap up uh, Knights of the Guild podcast. And like I said, I don't know where this will go. You know, if it's really popular, maybe I'll continue to do stuff like this. Continue to talk to the cast members. Find, you know, maybe monthly updates on what's going on. You guys let me know what you think. Like I said, it's been probably four, 
four years since the last podcast came out. I don't know the exact date, but I'm back for now. So we'll see what happens. So let's go and take a listen to my first interview. I sat down, as I mentioned earlier, I sat down with Kim Evie. She is the producer of the Guild. Um, she is also in the Guild. Uh, she is, uh, uh, you know, she's done her own web series. Um, she's well known within the industry, but uh, now she's a mommy. So um, let's go ahead and take a listen to the interview with Kim Evie. Hey guys, I'm here with Kim Evie, producer of The Guild. I want to first thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to chat with me on this uh, amazing event. I cannot believe it's been 10 years. I know, it is absolutely my pleasure. And it's kind of my pleasure doubly because my... My busy time now is taking care of a child, so. Yeah, well, that, well that's that's a job all into its own. It so. is. So it's kind of nice to have a break, <laughs> actually. People yes. are like, oh, I don't want to take you away from your son. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. A couple hours I can, I can handle I'm that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's jump right into it. How did you get involved with the Guild? Um, I was teaching a comedy class at Acme Comedy Theater, and Felicia uh, took the class that I was teaching, which is weird <laughs> and we sort of stayed in touch and um when we finally got together i feel like it was like a year after her class had ended um she we got together for coffee and she was like um oh, kind of like in this weird place i've been playing this game i don't know if you've heard of it it's called world of warcraft and i'm kind of addicted and i'm trying to quit and i can't <laughs> and um and i was in a uh, like some girlfriends of mine and I uh, would get together on a weekly basis and we would do this check-in thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was like we were all either actors or writers or directors or kind of trying to do, just basically do different projects. And, um, you know, L.A. is very sprawling and so we we wanted a way to be accountable. So we did this crazy thing where we'd meet at 8 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. so nobody would ever be able to say, oh, I have an audition, I yeah, can't go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I told Felicia about it and she was like, okay. And I think she was kind of dubious, but she showed up to yeah. her credit and she was... She was so into like how to make the charts and graphs. It was like she would, she would she would come with like the best office supplies, and you know we're all like at our core, core girly girls. So I'd be like, ooh, yeah. ooh, I want to see your new spreadsheet. She'd be like, I I decided to use colors this week. We'd be like, oh my god, that's so great. So anyway, that's awesome. we were so we were doing this, and then she had written the guild, and then she brought it to the group, and I was. Um, already shooting uh, a web series called Gorgeous Tiny Chicken Machine I still Show. I love so, that series. Thank you. So awesome. You gotta um, look it up, guys, if you haven't watched it. It's amazing. It's Crazy Town. It is. The, uh, but it's the best crazy. The the theme song, you will hate us for getting that into it's your head because so it won't go away. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we just kind of, um, you know, my friend Jane was is a director and she was in the group and mm -hmm. so I just said to Felicia, you should put this on the internet because that's where people that love what the show is about are and they, you know, if anybody is going to understand how to watch something on the internet, it's yeah. going to be these fans. Yeah. So she's like, okay, you know, it was pretty naive of us on every level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank God because if we had known, we probably wouldn't have done it because it was so much work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, now, what was it like doing the first season compared to the following seasons? Because um, the first season was like Gorilla. Everybody did. There were like six people doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very much. Uh, it was kind of like a harbinger, I think, of, of seasons to come in that it was like all of these people pitching in. We never had enough of, you know, what we needed. And um 
even though later on, you know, we had a budget and we had professional people helping us, mm -hmm. it's just the the scripts that Felicia would write were were so ambitious mm -hmm. <laughs> that it sort of feels like that feeling of like, oh my God, how are we going to do this? You know, and like always being pressed for time, which yeah. was, you know, an issue in season one that continued on, you know, and yeah. so uh, it was, it was a lot more, um, I don't want to say fun because it, it continued to be fun on certain levels, yeah. but it was just, you know, there was that sort of scrappy feeling of like, hey, we're just doing this and it's a yeah. bunch of friends. And, and you, you guys know. didn't shoot them all together. Right. We you shot, shot them as you got money or as yeah. things were available. and Yeah. And in yeah. fact, I think Felicia hadn't finished the script. She can verify this, but I think when she... Um, when she when she showed me the script, I think like Zabu's mom hadn't come in yet, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of this idea that he had showed up, and yeah. you know that the guild had gotten together, and um, so so yeah. I mean, the the first season, <laughs> it was great. It was really fun, but it was it was always hard work. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I just remember, I think it was the last, ep I think it was like episode five. Oh, it was the, yeah. I think it was when they when they met at Cheesy Beards for the first time. There's a lot of pages. And Jane, you know, called us and she was like, you guys are insane. Like, we can't do this, you know. Yeah. And that was kind of how it was every time. Our poor directors, because, you know, I mean, I think Felicia knew more about page count than I did in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, <laughs> what is reasonable to expect from yeah. any given day. Yeah. You know, so Jane was just like, this is this is not possible. And we were like, make it possible. Make yeah. it happen. You know, and she did. But yeah. um, it was. Everybody did. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that was part of your job as to make sure it all got done. Yeah. I mean, Felicia wrote it. Yeah. And it was your your job as producer to make sure yeah. it all worked out and somehow. I, <laughs> but it did. I mean. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, there was nothing I could do as producer the whole time. You know, there's so many shoots where it would just be like, oh, my God, I hope this happens. You know, and I'd go and I'd talk to Sean and I'd just be like, okay, so, you know, how are we doing and what, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, we were so pressed for time. I remember at one point, I think it was during season two, during the LAN party, I remember, yeah, because it was at the Microsoft space, and Felicia, you know, would go up to Sean, like, you know, almost after every take, and just, you know, be talking to him, and I finally went up, and I was just like, Felicia, mathematically, if you keep doing this, you know, it's like, you're only talking to him for a minute, but if you do yeah. it after every take, you know, it's going to be like 42 minutes of time by the time it all, you yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah. just dumb stuff like that, where it's like, you just didn't have the luxury, yeah. you know, to do to do things like that ever. Um, but I, I, I got, I, I might've had a point there, <laughs> what it was. Anyway. No, it was good. You're saying season, <laughs> season one was, was fun and difficult. And then it just exponentially got yeah more fun, but more also more difficult because yeah. it became more, just more ambitious. Each script, I mean, every season was just bigger, bigger and bigger. Yeah. And so somehow you still did it with the same amount of people and crew and time and yeah, I mean, the, the crew definitely got bigger and bigger yeah. every year. But, um, yeah, when I, I remember in, you know, the first season, like, our craft service table was hilarious because, you know, we weren't that big, but it was like a craft service table for, like, a crew of 50 people because Felicia that's was That's always like, Felicia's thing. That was I her know. motto. Yeah. If she can do anything, craft service was going to be amazing. Yeah. And it was always amazing yeah. at every shoot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah and I, remember I remember saying that. Um, learning that from a DP that I worked with, too. He was, he said, you know... If people are showing up and working for you for free, get brand name things. Yeah, yeah, 
Get the best. Yeah. He's like, he's like, there's nothing like working for free and then opening up the cooler and being like, what? Save me <laughs> Or, you know, just like some random. Yeah. Like, like you can't even buy me a Coke. Yeah. Really? So. Yeah. All right. Now, we all loved you as the heroin addict slash bum from season four. And I know you also did the voice of her therapist in season one. Um, that was Kimberly Lewis in season one. Oh, was that Kimberly? One. Oh, but you did it. After... That's right. You did it in the additional. Yeah. The... Just because at a certain point it just became like, yeah. <laughs> you know, any anywhere we could cut corners and yeah. just do something fast. Uh, now, did you ever consider playing a bigger role or one of the main characters? Uh, no, I don't think it was ever even like no? on the table. Because you were an actress at the time. Yeah. I mean, you still are, but yeah. even then you were. Yeah. And you never um, thought about I mean, picking I, up one of the roles in the show. Well, certainly, like, I think I always had part of me, you know, the actor part of me that was like, am I am I giving up because I'm doing this producing thing or or am I just moving on to the next thing? So mm-hmm. part of me always was like, oh, it would be really fun. I wish I could be a part of this in that way. But, you know, I mean, my job was always to serve, you know, the script and the production as well mm-hmm. as I could. And even the days when I played like the homeless lady, you know, there would be. Well, first of all, it was ridiculous that I was dressed like that, and then people would have to come up and talk to me, and I had all this. Yeah, you know, that was great. <laughs> so that was really funny. Um, but like, there, there literally would have been no way for me to have a bigger role and been able to do okay. the job. You know, yeah, there just wasn't, and you know, it wasn't something that we ever discussed, and it, and it wasn't something that I ever asked her about. Yeah, you know? it was just you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, but. But you were the producer, you know, and that wasn't yeah. your goal. Yeah. Mean, that was your main job. Yeah. Cool. I liked I liked doing the, the homeless lady and doing the crossover. <laughs> it was fun to do little bits and pieces. Yeah, here yeah. and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you were shooting season one, did you know it was going to be something special? Um, or was it just a web series that Felicia, that you enjoyed, that you thought Felicia should make? I mean, I... I knew at the time, I remember Googling or something and, and reading, or maybe it was a Time Magazine article that I that said that there were at that time like something like 10 million people who played World of Warcraft already. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just thought, well, this is such a great script. If those people, you know, it's like a find a need and fill it kind mm-hmm. of thing. I was like, nothing exists that is like that for all of these people that yeah. play this game. So in that way, I thought it would be a hit amongst people. You know, I thought if we can get it out yeah. to them, yeah. there's no way they're not going to like There's already it. a built-in audience waiting for it. Yeah. So. so I just figured, you know, because our plan was just to put it on YouTube. Like, that was, you know, so how, how to, that was how you got things out at that time, YouTube yeah. and MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay, we'll put it there and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I did think it was going to, you know, be successful, but yeah. I don't, I don't, there's no way I could have anticipated, you what, know. What was to come. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't really understand. I think the fandom on that level. Yeah, you know? yeah. So cool. When did you realize that you actually had a hit on your hands? Um, I mean, I guess there were a couple of times. You know, just watching the watching the numbers. You know, come in on YouTube. I remember they grew pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and you know, I think I, I want to say that by the time we started going out and having meetings, that you know, we had had like. 350,000 views on our first few episodes. I can't remember. That doesn't sound like a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, but I do remember thinking like, okay, this is this is growing, you know, at, yeah. a, at a pretty exponential rate. And then um, realizing just how much fans loved it was when <laughs> we went to the Comic-Con before season three and, you know, 
um, Felicia debuted, Do You Want to Date My Avatar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having the cast walk out in their costumes. I mean, mm-hmm. we were in a littler room, and people just went, you know, crazy. Yeah. The It was just so cool. And, you know, there are all these, you know, photos and yeah. everything. I remember I, I was just, there for yeah. that. So. Yeah. It was just yeah. a really neat energy. It was amazing. Yeah. Huge yeah. room. It was just crazy. It's so funny because it feels like, in my memory, it feels like a really small room. Well, it wasn't your we, biggest room. Right. But it definitely was a bigger room. Yeah. yeah you guys filled it, and there was still... Like hundreds of people outside wanting to get in that couldn't get into the yeah. the panel. Yeah, that was so, so crazy. Was, yeah, and then just little things, you know, like as we went on, like uh, looking at the lines for autograph signing, and mm-hmm. Felicia would have a line that was literally out the door mm-hmm. of you know a room, and then there were other people, established actors, people on like Battlestar, who yeah. you know they there were people that wanted to see them for sure, but not. The yeah. way that people wanted to see Felicia and meet Felicia. And yeah. It was just like, wow. Yeah, she can draw a crowd. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Well, you kind of answered this already. Um, the, your first time. So the first time going to Comic-Con was that time, in between seasons two and three, for the for the web series, for the guild. Um, no, our first time going to Comic-Con was... Gosh, I don't remember the year, but okay, so I was there for Gorgeous Tiny Chicken Machine Show, and Felicia was there for Dr. Horrible. Okay. So she had a signing booth at um, the Browncoats, mm-hmm. you know. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I was dressed as Kiko, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was running around, you know, like dressed as this character. I remember, you know, all these news vans line up at a certain place in front of the convention center, and I was trying to get somebody to cover Felicia because, you know, at that time, like, nobody understood like, Dr. Horrible was out, and yeah. people who loved it loved it, but nobody... Again, it was like, it's it's a niche, but it's such a big niche, but if you're not part of it, you know, so it's not like any of these news people were like, oh, yeah, Dr. Horrible's yeah. Dog, awesome. Yeah. So I'm trying to convince them that, you know, there's this amazing web series, and that she's part of this bigger thing, and then and they're like, and what are you dressed as? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not the point. I mean, I'm just another character thing. But, you know. Yeah. It's sort of hard to be taken seriously. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just really funny to look back on that because I was begging, you know, G4. They had a platform, you know, yeah. and I was like over there trying to talk to the the segment producer. And, you know, of course, they wanted nothing to do with us because they didn't know who we were. And yeah. Then, you know, and then, of course, as time went on, she was on all of those things, yeah. you know. So it just, it just, just went crazy. Yeah. Um, now, were you surprised when Date My Avatar became huge? Like, really huge. Like, it knocked Taylor Swift out of the number one spot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when when Felicia came to you with the idea, I want to do a music video, are you like, yeah, let's do it? Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember the genesis of it. I just remember that she had said that she was, she'd been listening to Lady Gaga <laughs> and sort of, and, and was in, like, this really 80s mode. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, for some reason, I was not able to be there for the entire shoot was I even there at all I feel like I was like I was able to drop in and see it I'm trying to remember because I was there as well it's weird to me because there are pictures of it so I'm like was I there or did I just see the pictures (laughs) (laughs) like actually I don't Okay, I really can't remember. This is freaking me out. I but can't, yeah, I can't remember if you were there or not. But I remember that I wasn't going to be there for all of it. So maybe, maybe there were a couple days of it, or okay. or maybe I just remember that our our um, our line producer Christian, you know, was Christian Egypt. He 
got that together as well as you know going in for so season, season three. three yeah yeah, it was just he's like, yeah, I can do this, and you know he spoiled me for line producers forever because he was so good yeah. at his job that I just, you know, I just thought, oh, okay, so you know, this that's, is what they do. This is what they do. Yeah. So then you know we get another line producer who was just like, I need an assistant. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I do. And I was like, oh, he was really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'd end up doing things like writing the checks and stuff because it, literally yeah. there was not enough time in the day, you know, yeah. for uh, for other people. So it's funny. But yeah, I, I do remember <laughs> Felicia sitting at her desk and going like, "I'm gonna, you know, punch Taylor Swift in her face." You know, Here she, you know, I don't. It was just really funny to watch her, you know, yeah, watch those numbers and refresh the page. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Nuts. I mean, it was a fun experience being there and watching it come to you know, because I mean, you shot everything in like one day. Yeah, the main, all the main. Green, you know, well, white screen. It wasn't green screen, but right. It's all in that white screen, and that it was like in downtown LA and some porn studio. CD, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a porn studio at the time, but it makes sense now because Felicia told the story at Comic Con right. this year about all the couches and all the uh-huh. furniture, and it makes sense now. I just thought it was like a, a warehouse that stored furniture. I didn't realize it was yeah. an actual porn studio. Yeah, it's hilarious. But but yeah, it adds character to the story. <laughs> um. Low budget filming. That's it. Yes. All right. So let's let's talk about the series. Um, do you have a favorite season? Um, and this is this is you can tell me from from producer point of view and from like a fan just enjoying the episodes. Oh and the writing. yeah. Um, so I think as a fan, I really loved season three. Is that that's the Access, Access of Anarchy, Anarchy season? Yeah. Although, yeah. although I just rewatched season two, I was kind of skipping <laughs> through it. I was like, oh, "This is so good." Um, but yeah, as a fan, I just love the Access of Anarchy season. I loved the way that she brought in these extra characters. I loved all of the people who guest starred, mm-hmm. you know, as the characters, and I just felt like, um, you know, I just rewatched it. And um, in the annotations at the bottom, when it started, it says that people were mad you know because it started off with them at the GameStop instead of behind their computers and people thought it didn't feel mm. like the show um which is interesting you know but then I just thought I didn't think about that yeah but That's I thought true. that Sean and Felicia you know from a writing standpoint and then from a directing standpoint you know it just the show felt really cohesive to me during season three like the tone was mm-hmm. you know it just continued and you know Sean really brought so much to it in terms of you know the timing and the comedy of it yeah um, I just loved it. And, you know, we've had so many great guest stars, but for some reason, Mike Rose as Valkyrie, just he just killed me. I loved him so much. Um, so, yeah, so that was great. And then... Um, I'm like a producer, yeah. Producers definitely yeah. season five is, was my, five, okay. my proudest, just because... Well, it was amazing. That was an amazing season. To put yeah. on a, your own mini-con yeah. with the amount of people and celebrities and yeah. the amount of work. and Yeah, and that was one of those things where... There was probably an easier way, like, you know, but I didn't know what it was. So I just, from the time I knew we were going to a convention, I was just like, okay, how are we going to make a convention? There's got to be a way. <laughs> yeah. we got to actually make a convention. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that obviously could not have happened without Greg Aronowitz. That was, you yeah. know, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, he built, like, two rows of a whole convention with all the booths and. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we were at like Long Beach Comic Con, right? We, Is yeah, that where we were. Yeah, so and I know we, they like sectioned off a whole section for us, and mm-hmm. we were in the back corner. Yeah, and um, I, I can't even remember. Like that was really, 
like fate. I remember talking to somebody, just throwing it out there. I think maybe were we were we doing Talus at the time, Dragon Age. Um, because I, I was talking to somebody about how I'm going to need to do this convention. And he was like, oh, my brother-in-law runs the Long Beach <laughs> Comic Con. And I was like, what? Yeah. So, you know, it's just wow, that another is lucky. one of those. Yeah. It just happened to be there. Yeah. And so, you know, I just had this idea of, like, I wanted it to be at a real convention so that when you looked deep and into certain shots, you mm-hmm. would see that they were really at a con, you know. Yeah. Because the in the script, it's such a big deal to them. Like, you know, in the script, none of them have been to a convention yet. And yeah. so, you know, it sort of had to feel... Like a big deal. But then, you know, it's funny because then some of the rooms that we rented, you know, um, like for the autograph signing, there was just a room. It could have been a room anywhere. It was just a room and we would put some tables in it. So I was just like, oh, this is kind (laughs) of (laughs) dumb. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, that, yeah, that's my, that was my favorite. Cool. Um, Let's talk about episodes. You have a favorite episode. So this is why I was watching all of the episodes. <laughs> I was trying to get through them, but I didn't. I didn't even get really into season four. Um, I really like the episode in season three. I believe it's season three. Yeah, where uh, where Wiggly is finally um, recruited into the guild. Oh yes. So I don't know why I remembered that as just. I remembered at the time saying, like, I think this is one of my favorite episodes. And I don't know why. I think just because it skips around, there's so much stuff that happens within that little episode. And mm-hmm. it, it ends with, you know, Codex and um, Super Tall Hot Girl facing off. But mm-hmm. then, um, you know, it's got Wiggly and it's got, I think, I think, is Nichelle Nichols in that one? I mean, is um, not Nichelle Nichols, her sister. Yes. Um, um. I think she's in that one, too. So, Marion. Oh, that's right. You're right. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's in that one. I just watched. That a was a of... good episode. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's with so... Vork going around trying to find himself. Uh huh. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to find Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi and find himself, so he parks in her driveway. Yes. And, um, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and Brett Sheridan's in it. Who you know? She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever identify with one of the guild characters? <laughs> Or are you a combination of of many of them? Um, no, I mean they're all so so far out there. I guess <laughs> you know, probably just kind of the awkwardness of both Codex and Zabu. You mm-hmm. know, just yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was just like, oh man, I was young. You know, I was always like the youngest in my class, and I was thinking about high school and just how you know socially awkward I was and I it made me realize oh yeah it's be, it, there really is something because now that I have a kid mm-hmm. there's, it's a big thing like when do they start school like do you know there's this cutoff time and then do you place them as a young yes. kid or do you hold them so yep. that they start and they're a little bit older and um you know everybody has said wait and place them when they're older because it's hard for them you know at that age um just you know to catch up and so I thought about myself in those terms yeah. <laughs> kind of so I kind of you know identify with both of them as you know being these you know smart kids that were not socially very smart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. so that's true I mean I mean, I feel like all the characters are kind of socially except for Robin or uh, yeah Clara that's true I guess I just feel like the sort of the cloisteredness of Zabu I, I identify with you mm-hmm. know and um, and then just the Neuroticism, yeah, you know, of Codex. <laughs> so. Um, so, 
what do you think of the Gilp fans? I mean, they are. I, I mean, I know they're pretty amazing. And and did you ever expect to have that kind of fan reaction, devotion, to this little web series that you were just uh, making? No, it. I didn't. I didn't even understand that people were fans on that level, really, until we started going to conventions and you know. Just you just understand like there's I mean you are one of them you know mm-hmm. you're a collector there are just people who once they decide that they love a thing you know it's it's such a big deal that you know it it's such a bonding thing on so many different levels mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand that I think until the guild and I think it's such an amazing thing yeah. you know I mean the fact that the guild of extras yeah. like is still it's still active and still and friends and, oh we're still friends and. Um, Sandeep will occasionally post stuff that he needs extras, and sure enough, people show up to his thing. You know, anybody can post to it. Right. To that, uh, we have a Facebook group for yeah. the extras, and yeah, and they're still, we still hang out. We had a reunion at Comic Con. That's so cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still pretty. It's a tight knit group of people. Yeah. Well, what's, you know, we all fell in love with this amazing series, and we all were part of it in one way or another. Oh, yeah. Um, and we bond over that, so, you know. And yeah. It's, and I think that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, you just you don't expect that people are going to want to come and spend, you know, an entire weekend, you know, just like sitting in a giant room and, you know, getting fed like bad pizza yeah. and or, you know, sweltering in the heat. But, you know, people just wanted to come and be a part of it. Just, be they part, loved yeah, it. just to be a part of it was fun. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, from the beginning, I think. I think Twitter didn't exist for season one, so Felicia just yeah. asked friends, you know, to come, and you know, and people were just really supportive and like, oh yeah, okay, you know, yeah, we'd have people show up to be extras then, yeah. you know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, for season one, no one knew what the guild was. Right. Season two came around and it became a hit. Yeah. People knew what it was, and then after three, it just skyrocketed. To yeah, three was something the one totally different. Yeah, because th- three was when we. F- First, I think, used a bunch of extras at the GameStop, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, that would be three. Yeah, but no, I mean, it, it, it's it's really a cool thing. It's really amazing. And, you know, I that's the thing. Like, I always felt like I wish that I had more time to just kind of hang out, you mm-hmm. know. But obviously no, but I could busy. You're busy doing <laughs> your job, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so it's been 10 years yeah. since the very first episode of The Guild premiered uh, what have what have you been up to since since it ended because it ended what four years ago it ended in 2012 2013 okay so it's I been think. four five four four or five years yeah yeah so I yeah when it finished um, I I co-founded Geek and Sundry with Felicia mm-hmm. so I'd moved on and um, you know, produced season six there, and I produced Written by a Kid and Learning Town and um, something else probably that I'm forgetting <laughs> <laughs> for Geek and Sundry. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then after that, I didn't really. I, I think I did one uh, project for Lisa Kudrow's production company, and like I did a pilot for a show called Shitty Boyfriends, and mm-hmm. then they they later later somebody you know facebook me and said hey did you see it's a thing it's a show and i was like oh no i didn't know oh, yeah. so they had, they had repurposed the episode that i helped them with and that just became like part of a series of flashbacks in oh i see they did a complete rewrite yeah um 
And then I just have been focusing on family and, uh, well, actually my husband has a YouTube channel and so I did do a lot of, you know, shoots. It's funny because yeah. I don't, like, I work a lot for him, but it doesn't feel like work because yeah, we're yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know. So, yes, technically I'm working because I'm... You're you still know, doing stuff. I'm doing things, and if I him, wasn't doing yeah. it, then he would have to pay money to hire somebody <laughs> to do it. Yeah. So, so in that way, I probably am, you know, yeah. still earning my keep. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't, you know, it feels different just because it's all, all in the family. And then yeah. we adopted a baby at... Uh, Who's adorable. January. Thank you. Yeah. 2016. He's getting so big. I know. It's crazy. He's adorable, and he's, he's just at that stage where everything is... Uh, it's hard because you have to just chase him around constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot take your eye off of him for a second. Yeah. But he's learning so fast. So yeah. it's just really funny. That's great. Weird. Now, if, because Felicia kind of, I don't know, she, she didn't really say anything at, at Comic-Con, but she kind of mentioned that she's up to bringing the guild back mm-hmm. in some form. Would you be willing to be involved with it? Say it came back as a special or a you know two-hour special or a movie or... Something like that. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are in a different stage of your life right now. Yeah. You know, being a mom and taking care of Charlie and being out away from the guild for five years. Yeah. I know. mean, I, it's one of those things like I can't imagine not being a part of it mm-hmm. if it happened. And at the same time, <laughs> looking back on just how hard we had to work. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was so many hours and so much stress that I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, going to Comic-Con and, you know, being a part of the 10-year reunion was just, it was really cool to look, you know, Sean did this uh, this reel mm-hmm. to show everybody just, you yeah, know. Which you can find characters. on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it's out there on YouTube. Um, it's it was just so cool because I was just like, when does life give you this kind of closure on something? You know that mm-hmm. we're all able to come back ten years later and, you know, and definitely go like, forget everything that was hard. Yeah, here's what we made. Yeah, and here are the people that loved it, and here are the people that I made it with. Yeah. and everybody is just being funny and fun with each other, and like their rapport. It was, was instantly... instant. It was all back. Yeah, it was like you guys hadn't been parted for years yeah you know, so that's what was great yeah so that you know yeah in and of itself just so i guess the answer probably is like yes if there was a way for me to work on it i can't see myself saying no because yeah. to some know, extent you would be somehow part of it yeah yeah it's just it's been such a huge part of my life yeah you know? i've been really really lucky yeah to be involved in something you know where like the the creation of something that you know went from Felicia's brain from the creator's mind onto the screen in the way that it did mm-hmm. you know um even though i'm sure for her if she <laughs> she would probably say like oh my god no like, you know, i envisioned this and then i got that yeah but at the same time i just felt like um you know it was special to be able to to help her create a thing and not have you know too many cooks in the kitchen yeah so yeah you know yeah and uh this was also brought up at uh comic-con the smithsonian yeah. Uh, what was that like getting? Cause I'm assuming Felicia told you. Yeah. That they contacted her and they wanted. Uh, yeah, I'm still not like. I'm and, like I mean, what? What? Why? Where? <laughs> I mean, you made that much of an impact on pop culture that the Smithsonian wants articles from the web series yeah. to display in the Smithsonian. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's really amazing. amazing. It just and, shows you how much this web series has affected everybody 
you know, it's made such an impact that the Smithsonian is aware about aware of it. Yeah. You know. It's it's weird because I don't know. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is because she told us, and I guess it it happened quite a while ago. It but did. They couldn't announce it, and right. you know, it, this was the time they announce it now. Mm-hmm. And even I don't are they? I don't think they're being displayed yet. I don't even the know if they're going to be displayed. You know, I mean, I'm sure the Smithsonian has just a yeah, storehouse but, full of things. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but I assume they would rotate things. Yeah. Yeah, you know, occasionally would bring things out and then. Yeah. But um, just the fact that they wanted something to I know, preserve. I know. I mean, if it is displayed, I'm definitely going to go to the yeah. Smithsonian. And, yeah. You and know, check it out. Check it out because that's crazy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, my last question. If you could do it all over again, would you do it? Ten Uh-oh. years. Ooh, yes. <laughs> would you make changes? You know, I, yeah, but I don't know how. Yeah, like, even, I mean, because everything now. led to this point. Yeah. And you are happy here. The yeah. series was amazing. It, yeah. You know, I'm sure you can change things here and there, but then yeah. you wouldn't have the final product. Which... I know. It's, yeah, it, I mean, I guess, you know, probably Felicia would say this too. Like, if I could change anything, it would have been somehow getting more support, mm. <laughs> you know, for for both of us. Yeah. But especially for her. And, um, you know, just, I mean, it was it was really difficult at some times and really, really difficult to watch how difficult it was for her because mm-hmm. it was affecting her on completely different levels obviously than it was affecting me you know my job was just to you know make sure things kept rolling whether it was the production Mm -hmm. or you know the post side or the you know conventions I mean I sort of was like part-time producer and then part-time manager you know yeah um but you know she there were so many of its ups and downs for her um just emotionally you know with the show and so much pressure yeah so yeah I mean if there's anything I could do going back, it would be to figure out some way to relieve some of that pressure, you know, off of her. But, you know, <laughs> we all, I think, in retrospect, you know, you always you always want things to have well, gone smoother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it, but it was a great lesson for all of us. So. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you taking time and chatting with me. It's been great. can't believe it's been 10 years from the Guild. Maybe we'll do it again on the 20th anniversary of the Guild. <laughs> that would I'll be, be weird. much older. But. <laughs> yeah. You know what's horrible is that my son will only be like 11. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> thanks again, Kim. All right. Thanks, Kim. All right. Hey, guys. I'm back. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview. It was so much fun sitting down with her. Uh, I haven't seen Kim in a while. We normally cross paths. At like WonderCon or Comic Con, you know, and it's it's a friendly hi, how's it going? Um, but I really didn't have time to sit down and chat with her, so that was really cool. Um, and then of course meeting her amazing son was was he's adorable, um, and her husband Greg Benson, who's also a, a, a web person who does mediocre films, he does lots of funny funny things. You should definitely check all that stuff out. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And that's kind of the gist of what I'll be doing with uh, you know each podcast will be like I said. It'd be their cast member, be a crew, or will be a fan. Because I also ask for listener feedback. Um, if you want to send me a message, that would be great. You can go ahead and send that to knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. If it's an audio message, I will play it on the podcast. If it's a written message, I mean, I'll appreciate those. I'll read them. But I, won't, I don't think I'm going to be doing any kind of where we read letters. 
uh, just because that's very time consuming. And as I mentioned, time is very limited for everybody. So, uh, you know, the, the quickest, easiest way possible would be best. And that's just a, sending, sending a nice, quick audio message. Um, let me know what the guild means to you. Uh, it's been 10 years. Do you still enjoy it? Do you still go back and rewatch episodes? Do you still have favorite episodes? You know, what would you like to see for the future of the guild? More comic books? Another, maybe a TV series or another web series or maybe a movie? You know, sky's the limits. They're not opposed to anything. So, you know, let me know, let me know your thoughts. Also, you can find us at Knights of Guild on Twitter. And you can go to Knights of the Guild dot com will be um, the podcast site so that if you need any show notes anything like that links anything that's mentioned during the podcast you can go there for that and I think that's gonna do it all right well uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this and I will talk to you next time take care Knights of the Guild podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivative works 3.0 United States license all rights reserved.